Hello and welcome into the SoRare Data NBA Strategy Show. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdinho on SoRare, joined at least to start by Keith Jamison, Gator Guy 231. Excuse me, Gold Guy 231. Whoa. For pro tip for anybody who is interested in changing their SoRare handle, you can do it every three months. And so. Can I do a second pro tip? Sure. Don't do it. <laughs> 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 you can do the data, up, don't do it. but it screws with your server data linkage. I found that out last night. Um, yeah, just don't do it. We should be, is that fixed now? That should be fixed. No. I just had to log out and log back in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Correct. That is fixed. You're welcome. Um, yes. So yeah, we, Alex Super, who normally joins us, will join us at some point, but you know, real life gets in the way for some people and you don't win employee of the month by showing up to a random NBA pod podcast or stream whenever you want. Anyway, so the topic today was something that Keith wanted to talk about because he was going through a situation where obviously at some point he must have thought to himself, stop being greedy. I don't want to give too much away. I'm not going to give any away because I love this story because it has happened to all of us. Yes. And it's something that as you're going through it, you're like, I know what I'm doing is not right, but it's not enough to get you to stop doing it before my before. Excuse me. Before Keith jumps in. Thank you to everybody who has joined us live. I looked over and I saw Mike Bastin in the comments and I was about to say before Mike starts. But if you guys could please hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the channel. Uh, that's always really helpful. So please do that. Keith's going to jump right into this story because Alex knows the story. So it's nothing that we need to go in. And it also, just to spoil, it involves football cards as well. Yeah. This is this is a so rare issue that spans all sports. So don't yeah. don't worry about the football example because I probably have the exact same NBA example anyway. So Keith, the floor yeah, is I mean, it, it, it justifies it across the platforms, justifies it in, in baseball, like wherever. So let me before the story, just like caveat this. Um, we brought the topic up before last night happened with the story. And like I uh, sent to you, I'm like, wow, well, I didn't mean to have us have like a lead in, but I just did it we without, got one. <laughs> without even like trying to do. And I told the guy after we got it done, I'm like, I'm going to use this tomorrow. So he was yeah, nice. I, I'll say that. the fact that it got done actually makes the story a little worse. <laughs> yeah, because I think I sent you a curse word afterwards but like i the greed got me so so anyhow i'll just say this caveat too um i the reason i was thinking of the topic was actually talking to somebody else about like him stashing some cards to flip and he's like i don't know when i'm going to do this so we'll get to that but you know my my comments on was like don't be too greedy like if you're in the profit zone sometimes you have them that's the same deal with nba right like sometimes we're in the profit zone we're like oh i think he's gonna go up more right and then you get, you get left with the bag. So the little quick story is um, I had a guy for sale. I had listed more than he should have been. It was just kind of like, let's see what happens. And got a really good offer from a guy. I'll, I'll just give the numbers. I had him listed for 0.5575, which was low on the market at the time. Somebody offered me 0.5, which is really good. His average is lower than that. And um, grab that. My the door. Um, sorry, wife and baby there. But um the i countered i countered offered he didn't have a discord linked 
I've since relinked my Discord. It was nice not having Discord messages for a while. But um, I counter at 0.53. He made an incredibly fair offer back at 5.515. Should have taken it. Decided to be a little bit greedy. Split the difference again, 0.5225. And then to get the dreaded rejected with no further counter. And where you go, bleep crap i just screwed this up and then you start thinking so here's the funniest part about the greed part and this is where you have deaf greedy guy 231 greedy guy 231 from black from the top rope here (laughs) just just too good but i think the the funniest part of where i told you i think the we've all been here anybody on so rare maybe more football than basketball but as you're doing this you actually start convincing yourself, well, this card's definitely worth yes. more. Um, do I even want to sell this card? It's like, well, you had it listed for sale. That means you probably wanted to sell it. But you just start going, oh, I'm definitely not selling for that number. And that's where all of a sudden the greed comes in. It's the greedy mindset of us. We want that extra ETH. We want that extra $9 on our $600 card later. And... Uh, the, the and moral of the story is um, I knew the guy had a Twitter, and I'm just like I I, I I'll, I'll say this our our favorite um, little whether it's an angel or demon PSU fans was on my other shoulder going Keith that card sucks what are you doing like you do not need that card like it's doing nothing for you and I'm like God you're right and I message guy on Twitter and I literally started out I'm like Hey I was greedy there I'm hey, really sorry. Mate. What's that? You didn't mate him? Hey, mate? No. <laughs> Although he's European, so it probably would have worked. But literally said, I literally think I said, like, hey, I was really greedy. I should have taken that offer. Um, I'm sorry. Did you still want the player? And he's like, I will give you that offer again. I'm like, man, I was going to go lower if I needed to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was willing to give it to you at his, like, original offer because I was such a jerk. Um, it worked out. So don't be greedy, guys. Don't be greedy. Don't be greedy guy 231. So this, anybody who has sold a card has to have gone through this process where like we do post cards for like more than the floor just to like get it out there. And we're, it's one of those weird things. Cause like, I kind of hate it when people are like posting cards, like way over the floor. Yeah. And you like make an offer and it's like rejected and it's like, you don't know if they're actually wanting to sell the card. They just want to like rip someone off. I mean, realistically, that's what we all want to do. <laughs> we want to just rip other people off and sell cards that are not worth what they are for double because why wouldn't you rather just get twice as much? I want money? more than less. Yes, exactly. And, and I don't, that's not greed. That's not greed. That's just nature. Right. And so, but there is that point where you're like, I do want to sell this card. And before you get any offers, you're like, what's like a reasonable price I would take. And then you get that as a, as an offer. And you're just like, well, if this person is willing to just straight up offer that clearly I can get more when like three minutes ago, you were like, I would love this price. And it's one of those weird things that, that I feel like happened to me more early on not, not necessarily early, but like I have pretty much always looked at so rare and ETH and I do look at 
at fiat prices every so often just to try to get some context of like why and what you know why I got an offer at a certain price because I don't really follow strangely enough I look at so rare cards in eth but I don't actually track the eth price versus US dollars like I never know what what it is I have no idea what it is right now it could be 1200 it could be 1600 I, I agree with that. I agree with the exact same thing. I, I know the ETH price of it, but then there's a huge fluctuation in ETH to dollar and then I get screwed up. Yeah. Like the only way I ever know that ETH is moving is when somebody in a Discord is like, ooh, ETH's really flying today or like the opposite. And I'm just like, oh, okay. But I, I started to look at US dollars within the last few months, if only to make myself feel stupid where I'm like countering, just like you said, I'm trying to sell a $600 card, but I'm going to let nine bucks get in the way. You've done and this a lot. Well, you've done this a lot in our relationship. <laughs> I'm still doing it, Keith. This is, it's not, it's not over. It's just, I just now have content, you know, context of how many, how many dollars I'm willing to give up, i.e. the 600 so that I can stand firm on this not extra nine bucks that I want. And it's, I think it's a lot that when you are trying to sell a card, you, you are hoping you're selling at the top every time. And it may have been higher previously, but like now you're just like, this card's never going to be more valuable. So I'm going to sell it. And somebody offers you maybe the most it's ever gone, but it's like not that much more than the last sale. And you're like, you're like offended that somebody would ever pay more. And yet, like, oh, he's on the, he's on the come up. I'm not going to be the bottom of the. <laughs> you never want to sell at the bottom of the mountain. And yet we have no idea like where it is. And I mean, I, the, the number of Suridera price graphs where I have like the green cell dot before an ascension. Before they come up. It happens. And, and I've profited on those cards probably. And I say probably because I'm extremely stubborn about taking losses on cards. And at least ETH losses, fiat losses. Huh. I'll take those all day. But the this it's it's definitely greed that looks like fear, like fear, like it's straight up FOMO that like mm-hmm. yep. fear that like you're gonna miss out on all these all this extra money just because you didn't sell, and it's really just greed, and yet. So- and yet we keep doing it. Yeah. So I'm actually going to take this to the conversation with the other guy. Then I think like one of the big reasons I wanted the topic too is because I think an MBA with the volatility, we have to be like really, really, really careful of the greed aspect because, you know, it, you, you can have a guy on the come up that literally like is like, you know, on Alex's sheet, like he is the L10 guy of the week, right? Me and you just had this with Montrez Harrow and we have quite a bag right now. Um, but you know, you held it for just too long. I just wanted one more week out of him. And now we're left holding a bag. And that's what I was kind of telling the guy. Um, it was a football. I, I'm not going to say his name, but he had, uh, he had bought like four Lucas Zellerions really for just, uh, uh, NBA people, really, really top MLS guy. Um, and he goes to me, I don't have use for these right now. Um, but I'm trying to decide when to sell them. I'm up about like 0.03, 0.04 for a card, which on a limited, that's probably close to 75, 100% of probably what he paid for it. 
And he's like, but I, I want to manage this. And my, my comment back was, okay, so you're going to hold for an extra month to gain an extra like 10 bucks. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't want to sell before the peak. And he's like, you know, what's going to happen with Zellerion? I, I sent you the the DM. He's like, what could happen? It's Zellerion. I'm like, uh, broke his leg. Uh Hell, this is ter- terrible. But me and you have this with a rare card. Goes to jail. <laughs> we <laughs> thought what I thought a... you were going to say, but yes, that can happen too. We have. A... You went through the horrible thing with Sebastian Villa. We have that little bit with Reynoso right now of like, ah, I just don't want to get any alert that uh, he's in handcuffs right now. That could be bad. Like you just don't know. It's like yeah, you life. just don't know. Like you just don't know. So sometimes you know where I wanted to go with the topic is like. When is it on that type of situation? When is it greed? Like, I want that extra 10 bucks. I don't want to sell. I don't want to see the dots on the Sodor data graph after I sold above where I sold it for. But at what point do you just need to go, hey, I did well. I came with a topic of making some money on this guy. I accomplished that. Let me get out. What's funny is that a lot of times in those situations, like the price now is probably more than you were expecting to make when you bought the cards anyway you're at like 2x and then it like gets to 2x and you're like maybe i can make 3x maybe i can make 4x and then all of a sudden you're like i just traded these for scraps because the season's like i waited too long and or something happened you know he gets injured or whatever it is and i think the biggest difference with with nba is that guys can come good again in like huge ways and the benefit that we have I think we see it more in NBA because the user growth is faster because there's just not as many players yet. So like each one we add is a, has a bigger impact on the growth than like with football. So this reminds me of like early, I'm trying to see the date here, November 11th. Did I buy both of these? I did. So on November 11th, The Lakers had like tons of like potential guys out. Like everybody was out. I assume AD was out and like LeBron, everybody. So I bought limited cards of uh, Wenyan Gabriel and Juan Toscano Anderson. The top guys. And (laughs) (laughs) so Lowell tens at the time. And I'm like, they're going to play. Maybe I can flip them. And then it was like everyone who was questionable for the Lakers was in. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, oh, all right. Well, now I own these cards forever because again, I'm extremely stubborn when it comes to taking losses yeah. on cards. So I'm just like, maybe they'll come good. Keith, they came good. And, and what did I do? Them, and now you'll, now their value will go back down. And you I still won't go. Because what if, what if they go up higher, Laird? What if, what they, if they go up higher, Keith? <laughs> what if JTA all of a sudden is scoring 35 fantasy points a game? And an L10 of seven, he's going to be worth triple this. So for the record, like, that's what I just find so hysterical about this game because we all do that. None of us probably even have that full conversation. This is us airing this conversation that nobody, like, likes to admit out loud. We all have this in our head. And it's also like you get the offer. What does he know? Why is he willing to pay that much? That He shouldn't pay that much. But he maybe he'll pay more. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, and then like a Gabriel, like Gabriel and Toscano Anderson are like the best examples. Like for some reason, I thought you were going to tell me that you bought like a Schroeder or uh, a Lonnie Walker. You know, like the guys that actually would score like 
fantasy no. points. No, said, no, no, no. <laughs> why would we do that? Um, that you know would actually have value or like wouldn't be go to zero when everybody's back. But like, let's just talk really real. Like a Winyan Gabriel doing okay now. Yeah. The moment that AD gets back and that they're all healthy, he literally might not play. He literally might be a zero. So, excuse me. So, this happened to me last week. This is actually the is it the opposite of greed? No, I mean, I don't know if it's actually greed. It's certainly stupidity and lack of patience, but it's definitely not greed because this worked the opposite way with me. But like, I bought a Dante DiVincenzo rare last week, and I'm like, as soon as Curry's back, like he's not as good, not worth nearly this much. And it's going to take forever for his L10 to come down because hopefully you play him at like an L10 of 18 to 24. Yeah, not 30. But he's like over 30 now yeah. with like 30s everywhere in the L10. Like every single one is going to take a, 50, a while. And I'm like, and like a 50 if I remember right. What's that? And like a 50 just to really hurt you. Might he definitely dropped like a 50 one day. Might have. Oh, that's gonna hurt even more. Because <laughs> I because I didn't have him at the time. It was just like yeah, you don't uh, even get the benefit from the forty-five. Not so okay. bad. Okay. Not so, bad. Bad. so anyway, but I so I'm looking at this card that I that I wanted to play last week when I got it, and it was kind of like I know this card is not going to be worth what it is now when Curry comes back. But I was like, Curry still has like two or three weeks. It happened. Curry came back literally like. Six days later. And DiVincenzo's price is half. And he scored 14 fantasy points last night in 17 minutes, which like probably the expectation, right? Like that's his realistic range. And yeah, let me see here. What did I... 0.0778 for the DiVincenzo, which in my quest to get certain cards on the platform. I also traded that card and another like 10 or 15 bucks to somebody to get a different serial number, not a Jersey mint because he actually doesn't have a Jersey mint or the one, but anyway. (laughs) And now last sale was 0.05 and the floor is 0.044. So it's actually an awesome example you did with Dante because I actually did sell him close to the peak. Um, Like I had bought him right like after Curry got hurt, mm-hmm. and he got to use him for a game week, and then was like, "I don't want to." It was actually when I was being smart, um, and I was like, "I don't actually want to." Back when I was being, <laughs> <laughs> I made a lot of bad decisions. Montrez Harrell is like feeling very, very stupid and is resonating real with me right now. No, 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 no. he's gonna come good. Well, the the, the best part about Montrez Harrell is not only did we. Well, God, I don't even want to look at it. But what, what, what's Harold's floor now? His floor? Uh, 0.4, 0.04, sweet. So, like, literally before the game week, I had an offer of, like, 0.08. Said, nah, he fits in my lineup. Great. And Embiid's last night, he gets, like, five. So, not only, like, do you lose the money, but then he wrecked the lineup, too, on top of it. Actually, two, because I had limited as well. Total, so, total like, lose-lose on that situation. Yeah. Like- and, then, and then I didn't – you know, he has a double middle finger going on right now. But, um, yeah, so DiVincenzo, sorry, I got way off topic. That's what your son has said. I get way off topic. But um, this is the Herald. This is the Yeah, Herald. yeah, multiple middle fingers. 
every single one aligning when Joel Embiid is out, um, which is going to happen again. So it's not the end of the world and you'll have it. But like one of the things that I think like I want to talk about with the NBA is the aspect of it is we don't know. I, I say this a lot on this show, but we don't know where price is going to go. Like we don't know that once we get closer to, you know, 400, 500, 600 rares that, you know, Harold will ever be a point one yeah. two card again. Like it could be that his ceiling at that point is 0.05. So the whole like just holding forever, you know, and I'm going to hold till the next time he's good. That's where I think some of the fallacy on that is, is because we really just don't know what supply is going to do. What we do know and like what bugs the living crap out of me on Twitter um, is when people are like, oh, they, they're printing too many cards or there's too much inventory coming. There's the exact amount of inventory that the card set is going to have. The card literally says of a thousand. So if so rare makes a thousand cards, they just did exactly what they said they were going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as just reality, supply and demand, right? If demand doesn't eclipse supply and supply gets more, then price shoots down. Like that's like the first year of economics class. Yeah. So I want to let me see if I can expand this a little bit. So I made this yesterday. It's really ugly. So apologies for that. But it was basically trying to give an idea of like where we are mint wise yeah. in terms of the season. I love that. And what we were talking about, I forget where I was discussing. Oh, I was talking about this in the uh, team hold discord because i found that the guys if anybody doesn't subscribe to team hold on on youtube definitely go over there yeah, and subscribe. there's great stuff on there including a new morning show nba bit so check that out but those guys come from top shot and and supply means a lot to them yeah and for good reason <laughs> right <laughs> right but it so they're making me look at supply much different than i think anybody really does for for so rare. And I think part of the reason we don't look at supply that much is because like we know what the max is. And we right. know that up until the up until like basically now, and we don't even know like if it's if we're gonna get there, but generally players don't get minted to the max. Like very few players in football get to a hundred rares. Nobody got remotely close in MLB this year. Even they announced in MLB that they were going to admit half of the supply and they didn't get remotely close to that either. And so I was like, yeah. how far along are we with NBA cards based on the season? And so I made this graphic to basically show basically like we're halfway through the NBA season. Like we're literally like teams are like 40 or 41 games through for the regular season. They'll get some, I, I assume that we'll continue to mint cards through the playoffs, which is what we saw with MLB. We don't know if they'll only mint playoff like players like half the league makes the playoff so it's it, i mean it theoretically cuts the spine half so here we are with Giannis. andy just pointed this out that Giannis has fewer mints than a lot of other players i don't want to to uh throw salt in the wound for you but so like Giannis is at 653 limiteds right now and 121 rares. And again, that's they have to get to 5,000 and 1,000 of them. Right. They're way behind the cards. The guy who I saw was like literally one of the highest minted cards on the entire platform. Now, before I show that, you have to remember that the supply is auctions and rewards. So right. like Giannis isn't rewarded that much 
because he's a tier zero and not many tier zeros get rewarded. So there, you have to remember that like, we're going to see fewer star cards than anyone else. And like, that's the reason. And that's why we see more auctions of those guys. Those guys pay the bills. So someone near and dear to your reward heart is one of the most oh, God. Oh. players on the platform. Oh. So Andrew Wiggins up to 818 limiteds and 182 rares. But again, yeah. it's still we're, we're halfway through the regular season. Now, um, with that, that one chart, like we're obviously not halfway through a full calendar year. Like if we expect the 2023, 24 cards to come out at the same time, like, you know, a few weeks after the season starts, then we're not halfway. We're like a third or a quarter, maybe a fifth, but we're still like way behind on mints. And if, if we take anything from NBA, excuse me, from MLB, they're not going to have the auctions running like they are now during the off season. And you can't, you're not winning anything in the off season. So there are no rewards. So basically we're, we're going to stop seeing this. And so Mike uh, brings up in chat that they stop minting players when they're injured. But again, like Andrew Wiggins missed 15 straight games. Oh, I can, Mike, I can tell you from personal experience with Andrew Wiggins, they do not mind rewarding them. <laughs> well, that so, so like the Wiggins uh, price graph, you'll see just has like no breaks in it. Right. And I looked at one player who I had, I actually may have bought him when, when he was hurt. Yeah, but if did. you look at the Damian Lillard price graph, like you see this kind of gap here, apologies for those just listening, but basically yeah. a gap from like November 22nd to December 6th, there were no auctions. Like they just stopped them. And what I was talking about in the, in the team hold discord was like the, I think it comes from like their data provider that yeah. when they're inactive, they stop the auctions. And that's like why when you go in, uh, if you have somebody who's been hurt and you want to put in, put them in like a training lineup, like you have to scroll all the way to the bottom because like those are the inactive players. And Wiggins just was like never marked he was, inactive. He was day to day for three weeks, a month, a month. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, just just for I don't know if I said in the story. The reason I kind of like shrugged when you said Andrew Wiggins is uh, he was back to back game week tier two reward for me, and it just it was just pure pain. Yeah, <laughs> layered like oh, that that was like not actually a great experience of getting that back to back. So and then I got Brandon Clark back to back when he's been injured too. So I'm like, oh gosh, but <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it, that's not a great experience. But basically. My my point was essentially the I don't think we're gonna get to the max mint on any of these cards. No. However, we're not really on football either, like which is a more mature right. product. Like it's very common for them to get to like 80, like the like the 80th mint, and then just the new season rolls along. Right. And yeah, and once Mbappe the new season comes and along, then they do it and it's like true of us all nuts that it's like you got this crazy, crazy expensive card, but that kind of, to me, and they and they didn't reach the full mint, but that kind of shows some restraint too, because they know that they could. Sorry, yeah, they know that they could print, just print money, like legitimately print money, and they do show some restraint, on right? It. And so, I, we we could see twice as many cards as we see now. Like realistically, we should 
at a minimum because like we're halfway through the season. And so we could see 840 Damian Lillard limiteds, for example. And so I agree. Like we, we don't know what, what prices will be when they hit that. I will say that they seem to change the auction rate based off of users. So like if there's not like a huge influx of users, I just don't see them certainly not increasing the auction rate and they could just decrease it because they don't necessarily need so many cards out on the platform if like the users aren't there, which is kind of like more users. It's kind of those weird things that like more users means demand is higher, but like so rare is actually the one that produces the supply. And so it's like, we're, we're the ones holding cards right now. Like, man, if there are a lot of users that come in, I can sell my cards for more because like demand will be up. But it's like the supply is going to come up as well. Like, right. we just have to know that. Like, but the, the problem with that too is like we can deduce that that's what they've been doing. But at any point, if they decide they just need to bring in more cash to get some XYZ deal over the line, like they've told us the supply. And we've bought in that we are choosing to buy this Damien Lower Rare card for XYZ price, knowing that they can produce up to a thousand of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can go and say, hey, like they're on the rate. Like that, I love that graph because I kind of felt that. But we go, okay, they're only on pace to do 450 Damien Lowers or 500 Damien Lowers. Great. It's only half as valuable. And then they decide, actually, we want to get to a thousand, you know, the whatever you want to call it, the water flow gets flipped on and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> like, right. We can't be mad. We signed up for it. Yeah. I, that's where it's all difficult to me. And that's where like, you kind of go like go full circle on the don't be greedy aspect is like, you know, I think like where I came from that aspect is we get so tied into so our data is at fault for this. We get so tied into that. This is what the price of the card should be because this is what the last five people have bought the card at and I've now had them on the market for a week and I can't get what the last five people have, but GD, I want that price. (laughs) Like, and you know, guy or gal sends me $2 under screw you. That's the price. Yeah. You don't even want this card. Do you? (laughs) And Laird, I I hate to bring you up this. I've seen this over and over. I always joke with you about this in football, the reward. You're like, no, no, this is the price. And I'm like, I'll talk to you in a week when he's half that. (laughs) And like, Keith, I did it yesterday. <laughs> I, this is just what I do. This is part of so rare. This is how I play the game. And this is, you know what? I'll pull a Nellis here. I just do it for the content. I just make bad decisions so that I can talk about them on streams and and entertain other people. It's as simple as that. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's the truth, but like, uh, you know, it's kind of like what we all do. And it's just so funny that we get, like, again, my example that I started the show, I legitimately almost lost a what's what's 0.5 yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say we don't even know how much money that is $650 I think is about right I almost lost a $650 deal on a player that I paid like 0.34 as a speculative buy right I think maybe I use him maybe I don't I think his price will be higher come the start of the season and I almost blew it over 10 bucks like go back to fiat over the cost of my lunch today. <laughs> I almost blew a $650 JPEG. If, if you didn't know that user's Twitter account, it's gone. 
Yeah, and the funniest thing like is I started gone. doing like the panic. You did blow it. Well, I, I I waited like 20, 25 minutes, um, like just like hoping that notification email would come. Like, surely you're gonna just go yeah. back to that other offer. Common sense would say, let me just like resubmit this guy, the other one. And then I did the panic of like I looked at his gallery. I'm like, oh god, don't tell me somebody else took the offer. That is the that um, is actually like the worst. Yep. punch in the face when you realize they got it from somewhere else and you're just like oh. and then the funniest thing is is when that all happens you actually realize how much you didn't want the card when you're just yeah. like oh my god i'm not gonna sell this card i'm not gonna now i'm gonna get held with the bag all right he's gonna get and then had the dude had some like terrible rumors right so like that's the same as the rumor that anthony davis needs surgery like you didn't take the anthony you had the news that anthony davis needed surgery this is the same as like a transfer of a 18 year old MLSer to a bottom league EPL side. That has to be the same comparable, right? Anthony Davis, surgery. Uh, whoever goes to Southampton, I just had that happen. So, um, like, it, it's just crazy. And then we just don't do it over like 10 bucks, 20 yeah. bucks. Uh, I want to get into a few of the questions in the chat. Some good ones. Yeah, I've been seeing that too. There's some really good ones here. The first one that I wanted to touch on from Michael C said, What are your guys' thoughts on Jersey Mints? Yeah, Seems I like quite that a one. few go in the super rare. I assume go in super rare auction, but they he don't really command any super significant. Rare. Yeah, he meant super rare. I think he meant super rare. Yeah, super rare auction. But they, sorry, some people use SR for so rare, which uh, yeah, it's confusing with super rare. Uh, but they don't really command any significant premium at all, at all to any other serial numbers. Doesn't feel like too many people care. So I don't think people care at the super rare level. Correct. And I don't think there's a good reason why, to be honest. The, I do. the funny thing about super, like, I think it matters, excuse me, I think it doesn't matter specifically for people who come from football, because in football, they really don't matter because right. there are only 10 super rares right. for, per player. So like most players don't have a jersey mint, a super rare jersey mint. And so it's just not like the one of 10, as weird as it sounds, the one of 10 isn't as valuable as or is it more valuable, excuse me, than like anything else? Like nobody pays for the one, pays more for the one of 10, even though it's like the more scarce car, you know, the more scarce, um, more higher scarcity tier, excuse me. So like I had somebody try to tell me that I was trying to buy a super and they were like, yeah, it's the yeah. one of 10. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like, you can go find somebody who cares and you get back to me when you realize there's nobody <laughs> who cares. But the rares definitely do. And the super rares, and excuse me, and the limiteds definitely do. And it's, it's weird to me because it's like the way that I justify that or the, that it makes sense in my head, certainly for like limiteds where you're like, oh, there are 5,000 of them yeah, and there's only one, one of 5,000, but like, there's also only one 76 of 5,000, but look, whatever. I think this is one of those things that, that absolutely came from Top Shot yep. and people who were involved in Top Shot started doing it in So Rare and like once a handful of people will pay more for like something specific, which in this case is like the one ofs or the Jersey men's. Then everyone's like, okay, now these have more value. And so for the super rares, I feel like it shouldn't, it should still apply for MLB and NBA because there are a hundred. So you, so everyone has a Jersey men except Dante DiVincenzo and his zero uh, Jersey. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters for super rare, uh, but I, but it absolutely matters for, rare and limited and i'm going to let you say something now and then i'm going to come back to why i think all serial numbers are 
fake. Oh yeah, I was gonna sort of bring up the Jimmer point on that too, but um, all I was gonna say is Soder actually does care though because they do do the highlight. So we can say that it's just from Top Shop, but Soder did decide the design. Yeah. Which I think is great that they did that. It's cool. So, I mean, there's a little bit, but they probably like knew that people cared on Top Shot sure. or all day or whatever that is and decided they could price it in. I was just going to say, in Super Rare, I think there's already so much of a premium put in there. How much more of a premium can you make? Like, these things are so darn scarce, the auctions, anyways. Like, like what is like a player running on a Super Rare, like once a month, it feels like, or once every two or three weeks? So, just because it's his jersey mint, I think like if a, if a Luca super rare hits and it's his jersey, that actually might go for a little bit more. But you just had so many people that are just like chomping for the bit to get to a Luca super rare. There's already like a premium built in. I'm so glad you brought Luca up as an example. So Good let boy. me go to the Jimmer thing first. We credit Jimmer for this because I think he was the first one who was like, wait, this is. This first is one I heard from what was Jimmer. So serial numbers on cards are not based on when cards are minted. And we actually saw this like early on with NBA cards that were like the first one they minted or sold yep. was like the three of 5,000 and they like waited a few hours or a few days for the one of, and you're kind of like, all right, so I have the one of, but it's not the first, but like, it's one of those things that like, if you have to tell a story about your card, it's not, it's not worth it. So you, yeah. if you bought the first one, which was three, and you're like, no, 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 this was actually the first. And so anybody buying, you'd be like, well, it says three on it. So it, it wasn't. So serial numbers are not based off mint. And we see this, we have seen this in football where they've minted like the hundred of a hundred rare, but the next lowest number, next highest number is like 81. Like it yeah. literally goes from 81 to a hundred. Yeah. And you're like, wasn't there a story guys? behind that one? Didn't somebody ask for a specific player, like a hundred? I don't remember. There was a story behind one of the hundreds. I, I feel they, like I so it's they fun. sold the, I thought it was the hundred of a hundred De Bruyne in the golden been. auctions debacle. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. I thought it was De Bruyne though. Or maybe it was the 10 of 10 and they didn't do all whatever it was. It was something like that. So you bring up the Luca, you bring up Luca. So Luca's jersey mint it's for seven. limited. Right. So we were 77. So like, we're used to uh, not seven, 77. Wow. 77, right. Didn't I say 77? Yeah, you did. I in my head it was seven, but no, it's 77. No, it's 77, right. Yeah. So we saw the I'm trying to think of when did we have we even I mean, surely we've gotten there. So the Luca one of five thousand was the first. Right. And it was bought for 0.88 ETH. The 77. I don't. Even, I have to like literally search because like, it's it was so high that like people forgot about it. <laughs> That's just terrible. because like it's it was so far away from like when like everyone right. else we get early, and so yeah, I gave Dante deep into Does Dame doesn't Dame wear zero too? Uh, I think so. I think you're right there. He's another one that we uh that we don't have. All right, let me see if I can. I'm looking for the 77 on Luca right now too. I'm being, oh, here we go. There. All right. So the 77 went for 0.321, like, which is great. No. Like a third. Yeah. And wasn't yeah. done until October 22nd. Whereas, like, that's days later. It's right. like, like, 
to but, prove but like how for, insignificant it is. If so, you just look at the regular price graph, like find the Jersey men. And like, well, you can't. Laird, I can, I, I want to just say one thing on the Luca. It, it actually wasn't insignificant because this is when they were just pounding auctions, like four or five a day. And the one right before the 76 went for 0.24. Then the Jersey mint went for 0.321. And then the one right after went for 0.268. So there was something there. It just doesn't look like it now on the grand scheme of things, but there was a little bit of a premium. I yeah, didn't, I, mean, I didn't go on the graph. I literally just went to actual. Yeah. Like, yeah. like here's the, like this dot right here is the Jersey. Yeah, right. But like, look at it right around it. Right. Sure. To the oh yeah. It was definitely a premium, but like, if you're like, how much more do I get? Like there it is. And yeah, also, I, but also now that's below the floor. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of this depends on the person. Like if you do actually like run into a collector, like if you run into a collector that desperately wants it, then it's Absolutely. the price that's that the one person that values it is willing to like, if the one person that values it holds the card and there's only like one person that's willing to pay an obscene amount, then now it would be hysterical to see that 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 negotiation public though, right? Like Baselip has it, and he's like, "All right, I'll trade you your Luca, same XP, but I want an extra 0.5. I want an extra six hundred bucks." And the guy's like, "No, no, no, I only do like three hundred more." Like we're just like talk about don't be greedy. There's like greed personified on the Jersey Mint uh, negotiation. Sure. But I do feel like you hit on like a point that I want to just like bring up for like you know whether it's the top shot crowd or whoever, I know we have a more diverse group than we do in football in terms of like where people came from. Um, that's actually wrong. Like football's all over the world, but just like they don't have the football background yeah. um, on Sora like we do, that it's newer product. But um, when you have to explain why the card has value, you've already lost. Yeah, you've already lost. Absolutely. If you're selling it, that is. And not to mention that conversation is just going to be awful. Please share it publicly. Um, yeah. Because... <laughs> Absolutely. Please do. So the other thing that I was going to bring up is surely at some point they mint the Luca Jersey mint super rare. It has to. And I would, I would hope it's sooner than later, but it's not going to like, so how do you justify when by the end of the season, you have like 31 Luca super, he's at nine right now, by the way, they've done. This how, do you, how do you justify 39 super rares, including the 77 of a hundred? Because you can. That's the just of it. You literally, I would love, God, talk about a flex. Like somebody like tweets at so rare. How dare you guys um, like auction this out of sequence? And Nicholas just responds back, because we can. Like, yeah. I would <laughs> like that. Just like that. Like, that a boy. I mean, why not? Like, it's a valuable card. Like, they know, like, they should know the value. Like, that's part of why they're expanding their team. And I feel like they're starting to get a little bit better, like small, small improvements all over the place. But like, you know, like when Zura is brought on, you've seen more and more with the rewards when people get completely randomly screwed that Zora is trying to do their better to fix it where they can. They can't fix everything, but you know, I've noticed like that little extra customer experience from just trying to flick it. So like, why wouldn't they go, I know that's 77 super rare We're, you know, they, they know that they're only going to get to 40 this year. Why not get the 77 people want it. People are going to be more pissed if they don't do it. So that's, that's where I was going to go with that. That like there, there will be people who like really question like how they 
like how do you get to 77 if you're only on 40 but like you said like that's a card that people will want like I know there are Ryan multiple w. people w. who want that card so you should Ryan sell it will be out there you know all the all the big big time big nba collectors if you ran it and you gave a one week thing they would all be here for it. You're not going to see any complaints from the top guys that are spending the most money on the platform going, this is out of sequence. Yeah. It, they're literally going to probably be, thank you for auctioning this. Like, I really wanted this card. Like, here's my $50,000. I was going to say, do you think, do you think that's the th third most valuable card on the platform? And I'm putting it basically behind uniques of Luca, Giannis, and Jokic. should be more. Jokic. The Jokic super rare would be more? No, unique. That's what I mean, yeah. So those three uniques. And, and then there's the fourth most valuable card, the Luca super rare Probably. jersey. Probably, I mean, right? I mean, yeah. And I mean, from game utility, it's probably the fourth most valuable card too. Like, I, I'm not by any means playing super rare, unique lobbies. So I don't really know the gameplay as much because there's no point in me knowing it. But I have to imagine, like, a Luka Super Rare is better than most uniques on the platform. Yeah. yeah. For SO5, for, for actual game utility. For gaming use, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so our response to that question went a lot longer, but we still have a... No, it was a great question. It was a great question. I think it's worth making people know, but, like, the rares come up, there is going to be some utility. But just understand, too, that, like, nobody is going to... Like, nobody is going to tell you there's a set amount of premium for a jersey mint yeah it's just like when that card auctions or that card's on the on the market it's whatever somebody's dictating that they're willing to pay extra over you yeah. are willing to pay more for those for villanova jersey mints than anybody else i i, I don't it's not a bad thing you that was a collector's item for you, you nobody's gonna get it from you either probably not no yeah, Shout out to me for spending more on the Mikhail Bridges limited jersey mint than the rare jersey mint sold for also to Basil P or Basil. P. But again, the great news is you have that story for streaming content for the rest of your career. <laughs> I should just call that a Nellis from now on. I don't think he listens to this show, so it's a little weird that I'm talking about it, how he doesn't, he's not here to uh, defend himself. But anyway, Aaron Borland had a question. Any thoughts on MLB? No. Uh, sorry. With the upcoming season, will they do daily drops like they did for new users on NBA and soccer? Were those the common daily drops? Yeah. So. Who knows? Yeah. I'm sure they'll try to uptick it, but yeah, I I have both a lot to say and nothing to say about baseball at this time. Yeah. Like I I, don't, I really don't know what they'll do. I know that they'll have a new design for the cards, and that'll be fun. And hopefully, with a game that launches at the beginning of a season, we'll. Uh, We'll see that. Uh, Mike C said, with the offseason nuke, so rare prices. So oh, it goes. what we're seeing in, so actually I do have something to say about MLB. Yeah. So we're seeing that in MLB right now of like offseason prices, I mean. And one of the interesting things that happened when MLB launched was like prices were pretty high for like the big guys. And a lot of people sat back and they were like, I'm just going to buy cards in the offseason when they're cheap. Because like, so rare, the, the, the number one driver for prices and value on SoRare is utility. Always. And you will never convince me otherwise. Yep. And so when we were like, wow, there's going to be an off season, those cards are going to be really cheap because like people won't want them. The, the demand won't be there because like demand is by utility. And if there are no games, there's no utility. 
And so we're basically like close the hose down to like a slow drip in the auctions. Smart. And everyone who had cards was like, I have no reason to sell cards right now because a lot of people sell cards so that they can like buy other things. And if there was nothing else to buy. And so basically there's been like very, very little market in MLB in the off season. And they tried with these little challenges that not enough people participated in and it didn't really move prices at all. And so I think they're just waiting for the new season for, for value to happen. So I expect that in NBA, like I expect that they won't auction that many cards in the off season because there's no utility and we'll just like see slow stuff in the summer. And I'm guessing that the idea is like, Oh, well now NBA is over, go play baseball and or football. Right. Or summer football, which is like when all of the leagues that most people watch are on. Yeah. That was MLS though. So I think that's, I, I don't think off season will nuke prices in NBA. It's just like the market will basically stop. Like the reason why prices won't go down is because people won't sell for less because they I guess, have no reason. I guess the question too is like what your definition of nuke is. They're not going to zero, but like you're not going to probably actually here's the better answer. We really don't know because again, back to the whole, like how many prints did they get a thousand Dame Lillards? Yeah. That'll affect it. Did they get 400 Dame Lillards? Like yeah. when are we going to get the new, new season cards? How much does XP matter? All these things. We, we don't know the answer. We're so new. Yeah. So Jeremy was saying MLB isn't an afterthought. There's nothing they can do for baseball during the offseason. So the the frustration I have with that is that they said they were going to do stuff for the offseason and then did yeah, not. That is the free XP or whatever. Not forgetting the, the XP thing, but they were like, oh, they literally announced like towards the end of the season, like, don't worry, we have ideas for the offseason to make to have utility for your cards. And then how much they had were these like two challenges that nobody participated in? I'm not going to say it. I was going to say something. I'm not going to say it. Continue. That's fine. Um, <laughs> it's better. So, sorry. I'm, there was another one. So, Mike, Michael C. was commenting or questioning something that Mike Bastin brought up, basically. Oh, Mike was saying how it took until essentially season three of football for So Rare to, like, boom. And Michael C was saying, well, what caused the boom? Curious to know a little history about so football as I wasn't playing back then. We do have enough viewers and listeners who don't play football. And so, yeah, they don't know what it is. I mean, they don't know like what basically caused mm-hmm. the boom. So as quickly as I can, essentially so had a few licenses with small leagues throughout Europe. They started in Belgium then they expanded to a few others they, had, they got West Ham from the Premier League for a season and all these like slowly ramped up but basically so rare boomed when all other NFTs did yeah. like it was February of 2020 20 I think so 20 yeah and the world shut down and everyone's like, Hey, let me go on my computer and spend all my money on JPEGs. And they were like, Oh, there are some football ones. That's cool. And then Gary V tweeted about it. He bought a bunch and everybody was like staggered at like how many, or it was staggering, excuse me, like how much money he spent. And now all those cards are worth so much more. But like we saw this like huge influx of users who just wanted to like spend money. And 
I mean, look at the peak top shot and it like the time of peak top shot, and it was the time of peak so rare. Hey, Larry, People just wanting to buy cards, flip, and make money. Can you um, explain the boom in Jao Felix terms? Sorry, but I had to. So, uh, explain Jao it first. It'll, 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 it'll get, answer Michael C's question perfectly. Yeah. So, uh, Jao <laughs> Felix is a Portuguese soccer player. He was considered like potentially like a future, like absolute superstar, like, like top tier. He was going to be like the next big thing. He is currently 23 years old, 20. Yeah. 23, I guess. Um, he'll be 24 this year, the terrible June 30th birthday, but the basically Gary V came in and bought his unique card for, this is going to be like a stupid, it's going to be funny because like when it happened, we almost couldn't believe how much it went for. Right. And now, well, it's not worth this, probably not worth this now. The Gary V dropped $23,000 on the Jao Felix unique card. And he bought a bunch of rares and I think he got a super rare and this kind of just like started, oh, he bought some Mbappes. And so he has right now, what is this? Three Mbappe rares, the Jao Felix unique and three Jao Felix uh, rares as well. But like Gary V, also an investor in so rare, oh, did like a classic Gary V thing that he like tweeted like, hey, does anybody know any cool NFT projects that might have football or soccer connections? And it's like, Everyone's like, yeah, so rare. And then he drops like 40 grand. No, actually, yeah. it wasn't that much. Mm, probably, doing okay. probably doing okay with the Mbappes, actually. <clears throat> Certainly with the Mbappes. Um, yeah. Let's see. He spent 5 ETH, 4.28, and 2.49 ETH for an Mbappe rare. Just an absolute steal. Those are great prices. Compare The XP numbers on these are just astonishingly bad. Gary V, not, not a fan not of training lineups, apparently. This is training. Actually, he I'm can't even put them in. He, oh, I guess he does he not even, not doesn't even have any commons. So he can't even put them in training. So I'm not going to push you anymore on the Jao Felix Frayer then. I was hoping you would go that route, but I'm not going to push you. So Jao Felix was one of the first cards that I bought on the platform. Oh, platform. we are going to do it. Good. I'm going to go, I'll, I'll go down for the, for the purpose of, um, of content. So when I first joined SoRare, I thought it was crazy. Like I thought the idea of NFTs was crazy. And at some point I was like, let me buy a few cards. And I remember on, uh, I was at the gym and I was on my phone on a treadmill looking at the auctions and a Jao Felix card came up and it was like around... 300 bucks, somewhere around mm -hmm. there. And I thought to myself, I know that these cards go for more. Maybe I will buy one and try to sell it. And so I bought the card, uh, excuse me, for $379, apparently. And the ones like around when I bought were like 400, 420. So I was like, I could make like 50 bucks maybe. God, this is so painful. <laughs> so, so I, oh my God, I'm looking at the price graph here. Sorry, I, I will pull it up on the screen here because like if there was ever, 
anyone who's unfamiliar, we call them middle finger graphs because they like go up. I mean, they literally look like this. It's like that. And then they pop and then they come back down. So I bought this Jao Felix card thinking like maybe I could, I could get like, make 50 bucks on it. And Andy is perfect here. This is a story of greed. Literally, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we come full circle on the topic. Full I mean, oh my God. So anyway, um, in fact, I'm going to change this price graph a little bit to make myself look good for just a quick second. <laughs> All right. I'll just pull it up here. Uh, this is so painful. Anyway, so I was like, I could sell this card for like 50 bucks. So I'll even... 50 well, bucks profit. 50 bucks profit. Yeah. Right. $50 profit. That's right. So I actually, I'm going to take this off for a quick second because I want to change it to US dollars just to make myself like really feel good about it. So <laughs> the, so here we go. I mean, you can see that like I bought, like obviously it was lower previously. People were paying $250. I spent $379. But like literally the next one went for $514. And I was like, I am, I can just like really sell this card. And then I was like, maybe I will, maybe I can like double my money. And then like Gary V comes in. And um, it specifically goes after Jao Felix. I think that's what we need to say. Specifically goes after Jao Felix, including yeah. the unique. And if you notice this price graph now, Jesus. and I'm like, wow, I bought really low. Like, it looks great. Like, I bought really low. What you don't see on this price graph is the green dot right here where I sell for $12,000. You had the offer. You literally had the offer. I didn't. I, I actually look back on all of my... Oh, I thought so, you did. So this is, <laughs> this is actually much greedier than, than this even <sighs> sounds. I never put the card up for sale. Like literally never put it up for well, sale. number you didn't put. So it this up. is a card that it, it topped out at fourteen thousand twenty five dollars. Thirteen two eighty four. Twelve five twenty nine. Curious too. 10.9.8, 10.7. So I got in. I look back, and I, the highest offer I ever got was one ETH, which at the time I think was like it's, it was around what it is now. 1500 bucks. Yeah. You and I'm like, why would I sell this thing that I bought for $380 for $1,250 <laughs> if I could possibly sell? And, and here I'm like, this is 14,000. Now this could be 30,000 next okay. week. It didn't go to 30,000. <sighs> Did not. It crashed. Well, it didn't even like crash. It just went to normal. So the, the $14,000 card was on February 27th. And by less than a month later, it was 3,700. Yeah, boom, boom ended. Also, that right there, a month later, 10X what I paid. Again, the green dot that shows my sale does not show up because I still own this card. Yeah. I will say that there is somebody that I speak with frequently. I remember this as the price was going up. And I was like, how much do you think this card could realistically sell for? And they were like $100,000. <laughs> and I was good. like, that's, that's crazy. And that's they were like, just right look now. at the price chart. Like, why, why can't it go to $100,000? <laughs> and well, yeah, a $300 card go buy you a house in less than right, a month. Right. Why can't my $300 card be worth 
a hundred thousand dollars. And I was smart enough to be like, it'll never be worth a hundred thousand. <laughs> but I was also dumb enough not, not to sell it at like, like, I think anybody who has been involved in NFTs has something like this. Yep. And, sure. and I obviously had joined so rare, like before this absurd, uh, this absurd run up. So there's that. This is, this exercise has actually been much more painful than I thought it was. I'm sorry. Be. I'm sorry. That, no, that no, it's good. It's good. But like, <laughs> I never put the fiat number in it. <laughs> don't, so, don't show your wife. Don't show your wife the fiat number. Yeah. Mike Basson says he knows someone who bought an Mbappe rare on Christmas <laughs> Day for 2K and then sold it for 22K after the Gary Vui boom. I mean. Absolutely. Like that, that happened. I mean. For sure. During that boom too, just for like everybody to know. Like, again, boom meaning like insane prices that never were justified that were just like fomo at its highest hey alex alex is oh, now sorry. here as i am ready to start now, to now, now that Laird's <laughs> about to leave in pain alex is here to finish out. but um but like during that time too later like for your point like weston mckinney's who was like pretty worthless like an actual like utility was going for multiple thousands of dollars i remember like Eunice musa's card got released around that time and I remember it was like worth so much. I remember sitting on my computer, like, because I loved Musa. I'm like, I just don't know why he's so much more expensive than this random guy in Russia that scores better than him. <laughs> it, nothing made sense. Nothing made sense. No. Like, it's, it, it was as simple as that. Nothing made sense. Well, and to so, be honest, like, th there's no way any platform can, like, excuse me, like, withstand that. So, so like, it was good that everything came down. So can I just, I just wanted to just say like one of the like funny and then we could move past that and wrap up. But like the craziest thing about Sora at that time for people that weren't on the platform is like, okay, so you would like go, okay, I'm going to like take advantage of this time. I'm going to flip. I, I actually, my bankroll like helped a ton because I was just flipping. I like layered, I, there's a flip show I did with layered and uh, black a while back, but I literally was just like, I'm not that great at, at, I don't have enough good cards to do well in the game. So I'm just going to flip and build my gallery up that my value up that way. And uh, I remember the worst part would you would win an auction and it would take five, six, seven hours, hours for you to be able to sell the card because it was on like a different Jimmer could explain that better, but a different like ETH. It was before layer two. Yeah. Before layer two there, there's the, and so then it would okay. take you forever. You were like hoping the boom wasn't gone by the time you could actually sell your card. And then you could sell it. There was no counter offers, no anything like that. And you would sell it. And it could take two days for the money to hit your account too. So you were just like sitting there like, I want to do another flip. And it's like, you can't do it today. It's not. There's too much <laughs> stuff on the going through. All the gas fees are too high. And so whatever it was. Oh. And the next day you're like, oh, I finally got my money. Cool. Yeah. We buy another one. So are Vikings asking if we think we'll see something like this? No, again. no, 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 no. So can can I make the NBA example? And I want to ask Laird and Alex, you can do this too. We're just talking about the boom. But what happens? I, I feel like the most like trendy NBA player. Is it okay for me? So I think it's Steph Curry. Probably like the most popular. Up there, top top three guy. Yeah, I'm, I was more trying to think of who else it would be. But it's yeah, probably Steph. It's probably Steph. It's right? probably Steph. So Steph goes and he tweets out his unique auction and says, 
Oh, everybody, have you seen my unique so rare card is available for auction? I can't wait to see who's interested. Would that cause not that big of a boom, not that not that high of a middle finger, but what kind of boom would that cause? I think it would be pretty big. I think that card could go like double what it probably should. So I actually don't think it's somebody like Steph. And I'm going to okay. steal this because um, Nellis talked about it on his podcast. I forget who his guest was. Was it one of the right when NBA first came out? Like, yeah, yeah. it was right yeah. when NBA first came out. So far, so rare podcast for anybody who doesn't listen. There's some NBA one, and I apologize because I have literally no idea who it was. But they mentioned like, if what happens if Drake comes in and starts buying unique? And not to put Drake and Gary V in the same realm, but I think it's somebody who is like outside of the player base. That's that fair. Drake all of a sudden is like, whoa, these are really cool. And he drops 200K on the Luca. You that would do it. Yeah, that would do it. And now people are like, wait, what is that? And I think that's what it, but, but I still, I still don't think what happened, like what happened in football. Like, I don't think it's that kind of boom, but that I think was- it's somebody like Drake who like everyone knows is like really into the NBA. And but obviously is like not famous because of the NBA that like that starts getting more, more attention where like we see a massive influx of people at least interested in the game. Yeah. That was perfect storm. Gary V was perfect storm. Yeah. With the MVP boom. But, but also um, like perfect, like economic storm. I mean, there, it took a global pandemic and all of these people to like be sitting at home in front of their computers with extra money around. Like, I, I don't, I hope we don't see that again. How about that? <laughs> Alex, what would the response be if Dean Wade tweeted out about his unique option? Who? <laughs> I think that would be the response is who. Uh, I don't know. I like I like the example of Steph a lot better. I think I think an NBA player doing something like that would raise a lot of the limited and rare prices. I don't think it would necessarily raise the unique price. I think that's more of like the Gary Vee situation. Also, hi, guys. Um, but I think that's where it would be. You know what's funny, though? I just thought of it, Laird. We actually had this in football with Mbappe. And I don't think it pushed his price up. I mean, <clears throat> I mean his he's price like, an ambassador. He's posted an Instagram. He. Yeah, like he's the one. <laughs> but like, I it's weird to me that like, so Mike brought up the signature cards. Um, for those of you who are unaware, like there are some like football players who have like literally signed cards, meaning signed JPEGs, yeah. but the, so, and we don't have an NBA yet. We don't have an MLB yet, but, and who knows? And the players themselves are the ones who get them. Like they have to sign up for so rare. So I think it would be cool if they started doing those, but uh I don't know why they don't for those. It days. sounds like the same reason we probably don't have ETH payouts is probably why that might not happen. Alex, you were more in the top shot than me, though. Like, was how big was it the fact that all the NBA players were collecting the moments? Like, how big was that for top shot? I think it added a lot. I think it added a lot. I remember, was it might have been Josh Hart who was going crazy uh-huh. on it? Yeah. yeah. And I remember yeah. the Magic guys. Cole Anthony was like big on it. I know a lot of the Magic guys that hit that. I think he still is. Cole Anthony. I think really? I saw something the other day of like he did Harrison something. Barnes. Is that why he's not playing very well? Because he just he's flipping NFTs. 
Harrison Barnes uh, is still really active within that community too. That. And I actually, that was the first rare top shot I ever uh, packed. It was worth $3,000. I didn't sell it. It's worth 200 now. Wow. That still seems pretty high. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I don't there's, think I There's your Jow Felix. It. There's your Jow Felix moment. Harrison yeah. Barnes. It's my guy too. Oh, goodness. But yeah, all that boom talk. I, I, Laird, we, we did not plan that. That was just perfect, though, for the greed topic. Jow Felix getting brought up. I mean, it's straight up the best example I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like period like i don't think that there's a better example of of greed than than that are you excited for him to step into the same space as kai havertz and i don't understand that move at all no i'm not <laughs> no you don't like an attacker going to chelsea hey he's more excited about jonathan kaminga getting a starting role in the nba and that card going to the moon when did that happen? No, he's uh, he's not. <laughs> Wiggins is back. Him and he didn't play. Wiggins is back. <laughs> Thank you to everybody for joining us live. I think we went a little long today because yeah. um, you know Green just has no no time. Yeah. So yeah, if you all could please hit the like button on the video. Once again, more people watching than have liked the video. So if you guys could do that, it's really helpful with getting more people aware of the show. And so that's kind of what we would like. Uh, and if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do that as well. Um, you know what's funny is that we went through this whole thing about greed and we were never like, don't be greedy. No. We were just like, this is what happens when you're greedy. So we, we just, just like, like, go do it. We just but justify the greed. greed. Justification of your greed. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what it is. Right. You can be greedy as much as you want, as long as you know that you're greedy and you can justify it for what. And if anybody has any great examples of how awfully greedy they were that you think is remotely close to my Jow Felix greed, feel free to leave a comment below. Hit me up on Twitter at Andrew M. Laird, and uh, maybe we can discuss a little more. Uh, so yeah, thank you everybody for joining us and good luck with your lineups.